Ace Podcast. Weird. What? Is anybody still there? <laughs> We're back. You think, you think anybody's still listening? From outer space. <laughs> we are back from outer space. We just walked in to find you with that same look upon your face. <laughs> I should have yeah. changed that stupid lock. <laughs> or I should have made you leave your key. <laughs> You'll survive. <laughs> For a while there, I didn't know if I would or not. I really didn't. Hey, we're we're back after a one-week hiatus, which is the first time that's happened. Now, I've been sick before, and Aaron's fill, had somebody fill in. Right. The thing is, Aaron is the guy in the band that has the van. That's right. And so- I've got uh, the mobile studio. He's got the mobile studio. So when he gets sick, it's done. It's Yeah, I can't do it. I mean, I could have, honestly, I could have recorded some garbage and just talked for an hour, and you guys would have been like, hey, that's awesome. That's the best show ever. <laughs> but I didn't because I don't, I'm not going to play like that without Aaron on the side over here. <laughs> yeah, you got to have your side kick. And uh, somebody to kick. Yeah. And so, Aaron, how are you feeling? I'm feeling much better. He, I've never- Oh, boy. Never seen this guy this sick. Oh, I actually didn't see him sick, but I would I would text him and say, "How you feeling?" He's like, Bleh. "Yeah, that that uh, last Friday and Saturday was oh boy." He thinks he had the flu. Yeah, I don't know. Possibly, what I, had. I don't think I don't think it was the flu. I had no, it was it was just a, a knockdown cold. If man. it was the kind that I had a uh, couple to what two three months ago when you had some fill ins, remember we had the yeah Sean, Sean and Sarah. Yeah, uh, if it was like that one, our highest uh, rated episode, it so was far. miserable. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> if I'm not there, I'm sure it's great. So. um I started popping um, vitamin C. See, I'm, I'm on emergency now. Emergency. Yes. That's all marketing. Lori it? gave me this, by the way. I mean, she was sick. And uh, actually, I, it's kind of my own fault because she's been through three or four colds since I've been sick. And I made the mistake of you commenting. Mean since, since you have yourself. She's been not two or three colds since this past time you were no, sick. No, no, no. She no. Like, cycled through three colds right. while you took yeah. care of one. I, it's been a couple of years since I've been uh, You haven't been sick in a long sick. time. Right. And you commented and karma yeah, came Yeah, I was back. like, gee, you know, you get sick a lot because it used to be me. When we first oh, she got put married, something, I was... She put something in something. <laughs> she got and you sick. And then that night, I noticed my throat starting to tickle and I thought, Don't oh, you get here that feeling comes. Because yes. in, in a moment... Like you from, know it's coming. Like there's a minute before where everything's great. A minute after, you're like, oh my gosh, yeah. I'm going to be sick. And it's like, it just escalates. Yes. And uh, so I started taking vitamin C, like 1,000 milligrams, Walgreens, vitamin C. I don't mess around. I don't want 250 or 500. Give no, me 1,000 milligrams. Yeah. Get what you can get. And and the reason is because I don't really take any vitamins anyway. So I'm just going to uh, you know, see if just having the addition of that will help me out. I think it will. But uh, so far, I've gone a solid, what, two months without being sick? Good for you. Yeah. Yeah. It won't, yeah. Lie. It won't lie. Now I've said it. Now you yeah, see. So we've had a lot of people asking, like, what what the heck? Where are you guys at? I yeah. saw I saw AJ today. Did you where'd you see AJ? We're at her where she works. Did you go by there? I and go by there. She, uh, yeah, the the prison's open like usually between <laughs> You say where she lives or where she works. Yes. And she asked me, she said, Hey, did you guys have a episode last Monday? I said, No, we we'll have one Friday. Yeah. We're 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 not we're, we're not back. We're back. But uh guess who's back? And if that ever happens again, listener, check our Facebook. I'll always put out there what's going on. So yeah, um, as I did this time. Yeah. So we 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 just uh, we had a week off. Yeah. I felt great during the week off. Big, uh, big game happened. I actually watched 
the Super Bowl. Yeah, it was pretty entertaining, wasn't no, it? No, you heard those words, right? Yeah. The guy that doesn't like sports. Was Ethan with you? No, he was upstairs playing video games. But Are you the, serious? He didn't have anything to do with it. So so what's funny about this is, uh, you know, I got a, I, I don't think you know this yet, but I got me a brand new ultra high def TV. Ultra high def. <laughs> it's like higher def than high def. It's not just 4K. It's, they're actually labeled, they label everything of UHD, ultra high def. Yeah. It's like two billion something by two billion why? something. Pixels. Why do you need that? When you come over and see it, you're gonna you're gonna be like, why don't I have it? <laughs> yeah, I might. So so real quick story. So I go to and uh, G, G yeah. my, my oldest. Yeah, uh, she is uh, Gabrielle's gonna probably listen. She'll go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yep, this is Godzilla. Right. Yeah, Godzilla. She um, she used to work for Sam's, and yeah, so she told yeah. me she said, "Well, you go to Sam's, you know, they'll have open boxes and this and that, so right, you can get a good deal." So and I'm telling everybody, I'm telling our listeners, right? Because you need to go check out Sam's and go to their open box section because yeah. you might find deals. But but there's also bad that goes with this. So I go over and they've got this 43 inch TV. Nice. It's like 180 bucks. Nice. Oh, Ultra HD LG. What a bargain. <laughs> yeah, you'd think. Get home, screen smashed. Oh crap! So I had to go back, get in the car, go back down there. They were so nice. They gave me a brand new one for the same price. Wow. Same model thing. Well. But because I'm kind of a horrible person, yeah, I had it hung on the wall in the living room. Oh, Craig, guys, I'm guys, I, guys I work with are saying, really, you just got the 43. I said the 43 is gonna be perfect in there. You, really, you just got the 43. Well, they had a 40, they had a 55 sitting there. <laughs> you can't leave well enough alone, can no, you? No. So, uh, and my eyes are kind of shot anyway. So really, I couldn't. One reason I got another one in that's that an excuse. No, no. Listen, the one reason I got one anyway was because the twenty-seven inch TV. What kind of sucker has a twenty-seven? Yeah. What is it? Nineteen eighty-six. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I had that one. I couldn't. I couldn't see that well. I was just like, because oh, yeah, my eyes are jacked, as we both know. So, so I got the forty-three, and I'm thinking it started bothering me. I started going, "Wow, that would look good if that was a fifty-five. And they already told me the price I was going to get, like one hundred twenty bucks more. Got me a 55-inch. Nice. LG. Nice. Mounted on the wall. Nice. Ultra HD. Unbelievable looking. So anyway, so back to the football game. Right. So I turn on the football game, right? Yeah. Because I want to see the commercials. Absolutely. There was a a point to the TV. That's that's a big part of it. Right. There was a point to the TV story, okay? So so they... I turn it on because I want to watch and I want to see the commercials. Yeah. Well, I've also just now gotten TV service back again because I haven't had it in years. Right. I got you. I got UVerse. Right. So I'm skipping through uh, watching commercials because I, I guess I've gotten it's gone for a while. So I've, okay. I'm in there skipping ahead watching commercials until I run out of skips because <laughs> so I'm now skipping in the game to watch commercials. Yeah, yeah. It's normally I, the other way around. I started, with me. I started watching some of it at the beginning, but then I got to where I was skipping through trying to find. Well, eventually I ran out of skips. I caught up. I was in real time at that point. And the picture was just so pretty. <laughs> I couldn't quit looking at it. And so then I'm suddenly I'm watching the game. Yeah, it threw me too because I was what we, we had it paused. We were at a friend's house and they paused it while we uh, ate dinner, mm-hmm. came back. And then it, so we were like 10 minutes behind and we don't want to skip any commercials and we don't want to skip any of the game. And then I noticed you on Facebook put, well, that was unfortunate. Yeah, I was and ref- I thought, oh, boy, something's about to happen. And sure enough, there was, <laughs> that was that, my re- my, it was, it was Well, it was my reference to the the one time the Rams almost got a touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> and not only did they screw it up, but then it was intercepted. Yeah, it was a pickoff. And and, uh, and then it, it, it just the whole thing was like watching paint dry. 
It was a. It was a. And did it, it was a good game, but it, but it very did it, def- did it, did very it, defensive. Well, game. it was. It was. It, it says a lot about it was running so close. I mean, these guys were both both sides were playing yeah. really great. But the thing is, um, and I'm not gonna sit here being a. I, I can't com- make comments on the sports because I don't know enough. But I mean, to me, it appeared that it was obviously two. The, the probably the two right teams because these the guys two were best good. defenses in the NFL. So so. Um, it was just when you get down to the last eight minutes of the game, there's only been two field goals, no touchdowns. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, can I just yeah. pour some Tabasco? That's the first in my time eye? that's ever happened. And it just it just wasn't exciting. But it boy did it look pretty on that. So let's that get screen looks so good. What was your favorite commercial of the game? You know, honestly, what I started to tell you was the whole thing. Of course, I turned off when halftime. I wasn't going to watch that garbage. <laughs> I turned off. I don't want to see Maroon Five. I don't, I don't want to see this crap. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I, uh, I wasn't impressed. I, I, we and we've talked about it on social media. You don't want to see Big Boy. I've seen Prince do a halftime show, and you don't get any better than that. You don't. You don't. It, I don't think that'll be topped. And until uh, they put Ario Speedwagon out there, which they just well, they're the, going to they're going to do them with the uh, the Croft puppets. They're going to get like a, they're going <laughs> to Sid and Marty Croft are going to actually. Do you know? Here's a bit of trivia for you. Do you know who performed during the first uh, Super Bowl halftime? Who? So you don't know? You, know, I, you take a guess. I, what year are we talking? Uh, it was what? It was 53 years ago. Oh, good Lord. So it was 60-something? Yeah. <coughs> well, it would be 66. 70s. So 1966. The Rolling Stones. No. Uh, here's a little hint. It, it's not anybody you will ever think of. And here's another little hint. The game didn't even sell out. It wasn't a big deal. It was the, the brand. It, was brand, it wasn't marketing right. yet. It didn't become marketing at this point. Right. So, um, well, you just got to tell me because I don't know. The Up With People Singers. Who's that? Up With People. It was some big movement that was going on at the time. Oh, up weird. With People. I bet they were like hippies. Yeah, they were, I'm sure. The Up With People Players or the Up With People Singers or something like that. Anyway, you were going to tell me your favorite commercial. Well, I didn't actually. So, what I was going to say was the whole thing to me just felt, didn't feel as grand and as big. I mean, even watching the game on that beautiful 55-inch Really? Ultra HD screen. It didn't. It felt. It just didn't feel like any different from any regular game. I'm just watching these guys play, and because and the, the commercials weren't really great. The commercials were. I thought they were. I I didn't. I, I thought, thought they were better. I, than last I still years. don't understand the Burger King Andy Warhol. That was awesome. Oh, but, my gosh. That one was fantastic. I, I'd seen that footage of him before, but yeah. I forgot all about it. That's some freak I, movie he was making. You know how he I is. I still don't know what. <laughs> Here's the funny thing. Is he, and, and Craig uh, Miller pointed this out to me. So Andy Warhol's sitting there. He takes the burger out of the bag, mm-hmm. the Whopper, and he takes Squirts the ketchup he, he takes the, the top of the Whopper off. Yeah. Then he puts ketchup on the paper. Yeah. And then puts the top back on the Whopper. <laughs> yeah. He didn't put anything He's on a it. freak. <laughs> so I don't. I remember a couple of like the Verizon or some no which one were the Peter Berg's the one with the first responder Peter Berg's a great actor who's actually turned director now yeah and he did the ones with the first responders I thought that was kind of cool the guy that was in the room with all the first responders that saved his life yeah that was cool but there were there was some there was some commercial that didn't seem very didn't seem that great but I remember chuckling out loud uh, I'll tell you yeah because we got to get to the news we got a lot of, lot to cover my favorite was the Audi the Audi commercial. The guy well, walking look, through the field and his grandfather's on the porch. Oh, that was good. That, that was good. <laughs> it's called Audi and the Cashew, I think is the name of the yeah, commercial. Yeah, that was a good one. I forgot <laughs> that about was, that. that one, and I think that was the first one. And I that, do like, actually, I do like the new Amazon commercials with Harrison Ford. And, yeah, those and were cool. Those, those, yeah. those are funny. With the dogs. Because Harrison, Harrison's always the same way. He's always just this, you know, 
leave me alone. He's just yeah. always got that that attitude. Like just every time I've ever seen that guy interviewed, he's always that way. It's almost like he's he's like an old cranky man. When he was young, he was that way. He was just yeah. like you know. You yeah. say you, they'd say, "Hey, was it great being Han Solo again?" You know what? How did that make you feel? He's, well, they, they paid me. <laughs> that's all. I can, that's it. All right. Well, let's get to it. We got tonight's. But he was good. Top story, Aaron. It's just it it never ends. And this is again. This is happening from you know where. The top stories come from Australia. Uh, no way. Yeah, you've got two themes you should be playing. This one goes Watch on for out. so long. No, it doesn't. This is a good one. Oh, the snake. Freaky snake hole. Freaky the snake hole. We got oh, an yeah. Australian thing over there? Nah. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't think so. Oh, man. Oh, dang it. Copy Python looked in toilet and bit Brisbane woman on the bum. Oh, my gosh. This is, What a nightmare. Because, you know, we've had stories of snakes in toilets before. I don't remember one ever biting somebody. This is this is too much. Australia's got to stop the madness. Something is wrong. A snake catcher has revealed the haunting moment. A carpet python leapt up and bit a customer on the bum as she was sitting on the toilet. <laughs> it was quiet. It was a quiet. It was a quiet Tuesday. It had a shrimp and a bobby. It was in Chapel Hill in Brisbane's West. My little Hel- lady was making some chocolate thunder from down under. <laughs> no, she felt her bite on a bum from down under. Uh, when Helen Richards went into her bathroom to use the toilet, she didn't turn on the light. Uh, she was you know, not going to be in there very long, but according to the snake catcher, who detailed the shocking incident, oh boy. incident in a Facebook post, she then felt something bite her midstream. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's terrible. How does he bite her midstream? <laughs> and how does she feel that? That is horrible. Oh, I guess he meant on the timeline. It was can you mid- imagine? No, I don't want to. As you can imagine... She jumped up quite quickly, the snake catcher wrote. It all happened so fast. <clears throat> I think I've lost, but we were out a week, and I've lost <laughs> what little bit I had. And she initially thought it was a frog. With big teeth. A frog that was really long and slithered on his belly, apparently. What if it had clamped down? You know, they'll do that sometimes. Uh, well, this is, this she's is, running around the house with a, with a tail. Like a tail. <laughs> but this is a constrictor. They, they, if they bite, it's probably brief, and then they want to just strangle you to death. They're big, though. Terrifyingly. She discovered it wasn't a frog, but a 1.6 meter non-venomous carpet python. That's not a snake. Which had gotten just as much of a fright as she did. That's what a snake. What are you looking at? I'm not looking at anybody. You're looking at me weird. What are you talking about? I, I, I jumped up my pants down, turned around <laughs> to see what looked like a Pick long... A what? She jumped up, turned around, picked a bell of cotton. What is that? That's from that song. Well, I'm going to jump down, turn around, pick a bell of cotton. Go no, I don't jump. know what that is. Of course, I'm not from where you're from. Down south, I'm Aaron Lindsay. <laughs> that was in the jerk. You can't talk about. I know. I love that movie. But it's you, a great movie. You can't talk. Can't, can't about, show it today. <laughs> you can't talk about anything to do with your t-shirt made of cotton because you'll offend somebody. It's 100 cotton. Don't stop. That's offensive. I don't like that. What are you supposed to? What are you supposed to jump down, know. turn around, and pick then? <laughs> I'll get back with you. So uh, what's she say? What's she say? I I jump back. Uh, jumped up with my pants down, turned around to see what looked like a long neck turtle. A long Res- neck turtle. A real Receding long neck. back into the bowl, Mrs. Richards said, describing the horrifying moment to the Gold Coast Bulletin. The snake catcher said the reptile preferred uh, preferred exit point was blocked after being spooked by Ms. <laughs> Richards sitting down 
and it simply lashed out at it, uh, lashed out in fear. Yeah, they won't they won't hurt you. Just it's, a little bite. It showed no defensive behavior after this point. They added, "Our snake catcher arrived promptly, with first aid in hand, so that the customer should clean herself up and get some antiseptic spray on the few small puncture marks left by the snake." Uh, she's lucky when a crocodile. I'll tell you, yeah. <laughs> I don't see or I a got knife. Me. This was yeah, Australia. Oh. Could have been a knife. Yeah, that's not a snake. Full of praise for her customer's reaction to the traumatizing ordeal, the catcher added, "Miss Richards, remain calm and remember not to flush the toilet." Well, why not? I say get him going the other direction. Absolutely, I'd be flushing and plunging and anything I could get my hands I'd on. I'd have that thing by the neck. It wouldn't be alive. <laughs> They said flushing could have caused the snake to retreat down the pipes again. No, it would have forced him down the pipes again. The snake was safely removed and relocated to a neighbor's toilet. (laughs) And the customer handled the situation like an absolute champ. (laughs) That's funny, though. Having a sense of humor about the entire time, they said. She said her toilet habits have changed forever. Lights will be on. She will never. uh, She will always Give the bowl a quick glance before sitting down. I think if you're in a room, if you live in a house with other people, you probably should always take a glance before you sit. <laughs> yeah, it's safe. So she got kids in the you house. You think it gave her a warning tap? Because the little nose just tap, tap, snap. Um, You know, I really, other than the fact that he had no business being in the toilet. Yeah. Because, you know, Snakes but, will get in the but, toilet. But they, they're coming up from under, you know, they obviously, they have snake highways yeah, in Australia is, that yeah. come up through the toilets. Because we don't have them come up through our toilets. Only when they take a wrong turn at Albuquerque. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and uh, you know, for the, in the from the snake's perspective, he probably just, he didn't know. How do you know we don't have snakes in toilets? Well, I'm sure it's happened. But, I mean, it just doesn't happen like Australia. Yeah. I mean, Australia, every time you turn around, there's a snake coming out of the toilet. I think uh, Alice Cooper lost one of his, I, I mean, I know for sure Alice Cooper lost one of his in a hotel toilet. And it showed up a few weeks later in somebody else's room. Why don't we have Alice Cooper on the show? Well, I'm trying to work on that. Of course, I worked on it with, uh, uh, what's his name? And uh, he died. So Who? Um, Use your words. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Uh, you know, uh, the gong show. Oh, yeah, Chuck Barris. Chuck Barris, yeah. He, yeah, died, he said so. he's still going to be on, though. Yeah, okay. Him and Andy Kaufman are going to come on. I believe the snake that, I think it was uh, Boa, uh, what was it? Uh, I feel like you're really kind of going, wow. this, you should just go to the next story. I really should. Okay, headline is, Runner is a hitman. His GPS watch tied him to a mob boss murder. So what we have here, Craig, here's a story. This guy, who's a hitman for the mob, also runs in marathons. Okay. And he's always working out. So, a British runner, cyclist, and mob hitman has been convicted for the murders of two rival gangsters, in part because of his GPS watch, Mark the Iceman Fellows, age 39, was found guilty by jury at Liverpool Crown Court of killing organized crime leader Paul Mr. Big. You know, if you're in the mafia, you've got to have a, a nickname. Well, he was, in a, and he was in a band. Mr. Big. Yeah, yeah, yeah right, that's right. Right, right. Massey and his associate, John Mr. Big K. Kinsella. Ages 55 and 53, respectively. Mr. Kinsella was 55 and 53 at the <laughs> no. same time? Massey and Kinsella were also career criminals. Part they were what? <laughs> say, I'll tell you, it's the cold medicine. I'm still on cold medicine. Part of a gang scene near Manchester, England, with a reputation known across Europe. So here's the thing, Craig. I'm not going to read this whole story because it's, it's a lot of uh, stuff. A lot of words. Yeah, but the thing is, a hitman with a Fitbit uh, with GPS knocked off. Uh, 
some criminals. Right. And then he was found guilty in court because his GPS placed him at the scene at the time of the sure murders. Did. So let that be a warning to you if you're going to kill somebody. I like... Uh, leave the Fitbit at home. You know, I got, there's a movie I need to see, and I don't know whatever happened to it. It was a Tom Hardy movie. Uh, there's a movie from the late 80s about the crime, uh, the craze. You ever seen the craze? K-R. No, I don't think I have. No. It was, uh, was it Ronald and Reginald? Is that like a last name of a family, the craze? The craze. Yeah, okay. Uh, not like something everybody's doing. Yeah. <laughs> it's the craze. It's, it's the new craze. It's, uh, they were these, they were these really vicious, like, you know, these brutal sort of mobsters in England. I think really they started in the fifties at some point. And, uh, there were these brothers, I think it was Reginald and Ronald. And they were played in the movie, the craze in the late eighties by Gary and Martin Kemp from Spando Ballet. The two brothers really? from Spando Ballet. Oh, I didn't know and that. And they were great. But uh, Tom Hardy did a. They did another movie about the crazers, and he played both characters. He played both brothers. So is it based on true story then? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Oh, gotcha. it's a fascinating story. I mean, I mean, fascinating in, in, a, in a horrible way. I love mafia movies. Oh, you, the, the craze were. Yeah, it's 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 cray, good stuff. I just cray 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 cray. I, it, 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 eh, you just need to see it. The, <laughs> the the movie The Craze was like a kind of a smaller film, and I think it was um, one of Disney's. Miramax or something. Well, speaking of movies, this is our uh, Friday episode. I knew you were going to say it, but I hadn't seen. I don't think I've seen anything. We 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 discussed the Super Bowl. We both watched the game. That's not really a movie. I wrapped up the uh, Valley of the Boom, which is the history of the early days of the internet and how it got started. And uh, well, good. Now you know how to use it. It was very entertaining. A very entertaining uh, mini series that I uh, that I enjoyed. So, um, I don't think. Well, I told you about a week ago, because we hadn't recorded since I saw you on a, on a uh, couple that's, Sundays ago, that's right. that I randomly watched Coal Miner's Daughter. Yes, which is hilarious it's, to me. It's very bizarre. It's a great movie. It I is, remember it, loving it, is, it. It is a great movie, it's, and, and, and I would agree. It's not the kind of movie you'd say, hey, I'm going to take a guess. I'm going to give you a thousand guesses. What movie did, you, did Craig watch? All right. You're probably going to get to a lot more than that before you come to that movie. You're not going to think I watched it. You're, yeah. you're just not, it's just not going to come to your yeah. mind that I would watch. And, and, I, and I, I was flipping through. I was looking. It was online. It was streaming, and I was like, I'm just going to turn it on. I'm doing nothing else. I'm going to turn it on. Tommy Lee Jones, Sissy Spacek is amazing. Awesome. Uh, and, 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 and I've actually I've met Loretta Lynn at the uh, CMA Awards. I sat next to her one year. Yeah. And she was just the most genuine, sweetest. I felt like I knew her, like I could just show up at her house. I did. The cops said I had to leave. But <laughs> no, she was. She was super, super friendly. She was real. She was the most real you would hope she would ever be. Yeah. And so I just started watching the movie, but but it's it's such a good movie. And what I didn't remember is that Beverly D'Angelo plays Patsy Cline, Beverly D'Angelo, oh, yeah. the wife from yeah. Christmas, the, the vacation movies, right? Who's uh, really great? She actually did a pretty good job. So did it stand the test of time? Was it still entertaining? It did. It just made me sad for Nashville because there really? were all these classic Nashville f- figures: Roy Acuff, Ernest Tubb. There yeah. were just all these people that are in the movie. And it was just such a. It was the. It was really the genuine what Nashville was. Na- I met Roy Na- Now is just. He's supposed to be. A, was supposed to be a sweetheart of a guy. Man, he was so nice. And yeah. and Nashville now is such a, just a shadow of what it was. Yeah. I mean, it's not at all. And these guys were. But you, changes happen. I mean, it, it, it happens. But I mean, even the the often uh, authentic authenticity authenticity uh, of 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 the Opry and all the country music and stuff. Yeah. And you look at those guys and and you look at that movie and you look at what was going on back then, you look at it now, it's like no knock to everybody out there, but there's a lot of really bad just marketed 
country pop garbage. Yeah, a lot and of that. and when you when you see these guys, there's a machine that cranks that stuff out. Yep, and when you see the um, these guys like you know Ernest Tubb and these guys in this movie, and you see Roy over there, it just bring Minnie Pearl shows yeah. up. In, yeah, it just uh, growing up in Nashville and had parents that grew up around so the cool. business. You know, it it just. I took it for granted back then. I met Minnie Pearl. You know, you you would be in Nashville and you would just see Johnny Cash. You would just see these people. Yeah. Just out. Yeah. Just and out they were back. all back then anyway. They were all so welcoming and open for you to come up and speak you to. You know, I just had an idea just now. I've never thought of this before, but now I'm going to regret never doing it. What happened? I was standing at the mall back in the 80s. Right next to the. Our vi- mall? Right, yeah, our mall. Right next to Barrel of Fun. Oh, and by the way, we got we to talk about that. Okay. Gotta, remind me. So I'm standing right next to it. Johnny standing right there by what was the pizza place and Chick-fil-A. He was standing right there. And now I'm thinking to myself, if I could go back, it'd be Austin walk to him and say, you will play Pac-Man? <laughs> <laughs> On me. You will play Donkey Kong? <laughs> I got the keys. And we could play like, wouldn't that be cool to play, to, to remember you, you played like Galaga or something? <laughs> like he would have. He might have. He, he would not have. He might have. He would not have. He. What are these words you're making up? Would not have. Would not have. <laughs> Let's go. Okay, go ahead. Hey, company selling $80 used tissues claiming they help prevent the flu. <laughs> so this is a new alternative you to the flu al- shot. You know what also, also, you know, also helps the, not get the flu? What? You wouldn't know this. The, <laughs> the flu shot. What are you willing to do to avoid getting the flu, Aaron? <laughs> Nothing. Would you go as far as using a pre-infected tissue no. com- complete with Gross. sneezes already in them? No. For $80, a Copenhagen-based company called Vaev. This is disgusting. We'll send you a box of used tissues. It's, uh, it says contains all the stuff left over oh after a sick person sneezes. They are mailed in a stylish Petri dish. Just <laughs> take them out, wipe your nose, no. and transfer the germs to yourself. The company suggests... A tissue that's already been used may help you fend off illness. You oh, my it? gosh. And, and the company should also check into something, again, called the flu shot. <laughs> yes. It says the already been used tissue works hand in hand. A-B- ABU. Yeah, right. A-B-U-T. A butt. <laughs> <laughs> works hand in hand with the human body to keep your immune system feeling like your immune system. Keep your immune system feeling like your immune system. Okay, whatever. Uh, it is, they're they're crazy in Copenhagen. I'm telling you, something's if wrong. If you can believe it, the company has already sold out. No. We believe using a tissue that carries a human sneeze is safer than needles or pills. They, you know what else? You know you know what's really crazy about that idea? What? Everything. <laughs> you know you know how this started. One guy's wife got the flu and she's just blowing her nose left and right and he's he just had an idea. Hey, and he probably used hers and wiped it and never got sick just by chance yeah, and, and went, right. oh, that must have stopped it yeah that was his clinical uh, trial okay let's move from the flu to, to depression please he- let's not headline is man says emotional support alligator helps his depression Ooh, i got to hold an alligator once really i wish we still had the craig's random story my uh but, my grandfather had a pet alligator for a so, while so i got to hold an alligator at some event that i was at and they had rubber bands around his right now yeah you gonna call it remember so, the guy walking into to uh 7-eleven with one yeah so this guy let me hold it and it wasn't it was big enough that i could hold it i mean it was much bigger you wouldn't be holding this guy but what what struck me about it was just how beautiful I mean, they're horrible creatures. They want to eat you. But the, <laughs> I but don't when, think they're horrible. If you're going to jump into water and it's going to take your leg off, it's not a great animal. But anyway, but um, what what I still remember is just how it felt. The scales and just yeah. and, and had that soft, kind of fishy, soft un, no soft underbelly. But those like those, it was just a beautiful animal. It was it was a neat experience. I don't think so. That's that's when I don't that look was at him back, and say cuddles. That was back when I still had uh, ten fingers. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, well, this did guy. Did you just call me Cuddles? No, I did not. This guy from North Haven, Pennsylvania, uh, says his emotional support alligator helps him deal with depression. Joey Henney. If you're, if you're nursing a wound, age 65, you can't be depressed. Said his registered emotional support animal named Wally. Well, what would a, Wally the Gator. Well, what would Wally the Gator do to anybody? How likes cute to, is that? Likes to snuggle and give hugs, despite being a five-foot-long alligator. The uh, York Haven man said he received approval from his doctor to use Wally as his emotional support animal after not wanting to go on medication for depression. Well, I uh, guess. Right. <laughs> Whatever. And after he passes, you can get yourself a nice pair of shoes. Well, what is it that me right? What is it that makes an alligator constantly want to eat you? Why can they not just chill out? He said, I had Wally and when I came home and was around him, it was like all okay. My doctor knew about Wally and figured if it works, so why not? Wally was rescued from outside Orlando, about 14 months old and still growing. Henny said Wally could be 16 foot long one day. 16 foot. You, you remember the you remember the uh, the so, woman that dressed her alligator up as like her kid? Yeah, she was like that yes. sad, tragic thing. Yeah, and we've she had was, some really weird stories. <laughs> well, that us. poor woman was just replacing her lost child. Yes, that with was horrible. An alligator. It was horrible. Wally could be 15, uh, 16 feet long one day. Henny says Wally eats chicken wings and shares an indoor plastic pond with smaller rescue alligator named Scrappy. Wally and Scrappy hmm. living it up. Wally, who turns I have a four, feeling Scrappy's Scrappy because Wally eats all the food. Wally, who turns four this year, is a big teddy bear in Henny's words. He, is he a teddy bear or is he an alligator? He's a teddy alligator. The cold-blooded reptile likes to rest us down on Henny's, and he likes to give big hugs. The alligator has never bitten anyone and is even afraid of cats, according to his own. Yeah, he hugs him, and, and, and Wally goes, <laughs> I'm going to kill you one day. Just wait for it. Yeah, don't close your eyes. It's coming, mister. Don't close your eyes, fat boy. How comforting is that? <laughs> Man found, oh, wait, what you talking about, headline? Man found dead in machine at Hudson Valley Cheese Company. What? Oh, no. Well, they just thought, thought this cheese just smelled. Late Wednesday. That's going to be a fine bouquet in there. Ooh. Late Wednesday, police released details regarding what police described as a work accident fatality. During the morning of January 15th, members of the Orangetown Police Department responded to the ICCO Cheese Company on <laughs> Olympic Drive in Orangeburg Ooh. following reports of work-related accident. That's some killer cheese over there. Um, officers were sent to a mixing machine where they found a male employee inside the machine, police say. How'd he get in there, Craig? Did he fall in? I don't know. So it was pushed? I guess we'll find out. Probably not, because it doesn't tell me. Rockland paramedics responded to the cheese company and pronounced 41-year-old Edwin Nunez, Nunez, Nunez? Nunez. We'll call him Cheese it Edwin Cheese it of New Jersey. This man is past, brother. Uh, according to Orangetown Police Department. And we're certainly not glad this guy died. No. I just don't know how to pronounce his name. Uh, you know, and People do die. People do die. Yeah. The mixing, just not usually by falling into a cheese machine. No. The make- mixing machine, that's like Fargo death. Oh, right yeah. There. The mixing wood machine chipper. was. By the way, you can, you can visit that wood chipper in Fargo. I didn't know. It's on display there. I don't want to. The there, mix. Thanks for offering. It wasn't really a body in it. It was just a movie. Well, then I could just go down to the rental place and visit. No, it. that one wasn't in a movie. The mixing machine was Nunez 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 Cheese Its Workstation. Police said it's unclear at this time how he died, but police are ruling it an accident. The accident remains under investigation. What a horrible way! Could you imagine uh, just something's cheesy about it? Something, yeah. There's something, something smells. <laughs> something's not right. <laughs> There's holes all in that story. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, you're better at this game than me today. <laughs> Headline is, a drunk man throws two cellos and a viola off a train. 
And I've seen video. It's every musician's worst nightmare to have their instruments damaged while traveling. But these poor passengers had to watch theirs get destroyed. When passengers boarded the Regional Express uh, to Hamburg last week, little did they know that the horror that would await them. Usually it's a scenic and enjoyable journey. The trip suddenly took a turn for the worse when a drunk man pulled out a knife and began throwing people's luggage onto the track, as well as launching another passenger's bicycle off the train. This guy was just throwing anything he could get his hands on off the train. Why wouldn't you? Throw mama from the train. The 36-year-old perp also destroyed two cellos and a viola. Despite security being alerted, the string instruments could not be recovered. It comes as no surprise, given that the German train was traveling at an average speed of 70 to 90 kilometers per hour. After being arrested, the man was stopped in his tracks and charged with in his tracks and charged with damages amounting to fourteen hundred, uh, whatever that little symbol is. When asked why he had decided to threaten the twenty-five other passengers and crew with a knife, he simply said, "Because I can." I mean, it was an answer. Yeah, maybe he really believed that. This next story reminds me of that Morrissey song, "Hang the DJ." You remember that one? No. Yeah. Uh, well, I listened to more of the Smiths than the Morrissey. St- I mean, just was it Smiths or Morrissey? No, it may have been Smiths. I, uh, I only listened to him if I was really depressed. No, I'm just kidding. I made that up. But anyway, uh, I only listened to him and got really depressed. Man, you're I talking only, about depressing music. I only, I only really listened to Strange Ways Here We Come, which is like 88. Hat Full of Hollow. And um, Louder Than Bombs. Those about the only See, my favorite to. one was Me Just Murder. Well, hey, and while we're talking about music, let's talk about how you never in your life ever listened to the band Squeeze. <laughs> I discovered a new band this week. They're not I'm, a new band. They've been be around happier. for 40-something years. <laughs> okay, here's the story. So, I, you know, I like to go out and buy vinyl, and there's a st- there, we have a little record store in our town, and the guy's super nice that runs it, and he's got these $3 bins. All the albums in these are $3. So you go in. the guy down the street? Yeah. And he says, you know, if you find three you want, I'll give them to you for five. Little bargain. So I'm digging through, and I was going to find ten albums. That place is small. Oh, it's tiny. It's 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 tiny. So anyway, I'm digging through the $3 bins, and I'm pulling out albums. There's really some jewels in there, some good stuff. There were there was, like, jewelry? Uh, no, but Jewel did have a couple albums in there. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> I, uh, I had, like, 18. And he said, you know what? If you get 20, I'll give them to you for a dollar apiece. And Lori was, you know, we'd been there a while because I've been looking at like anything. Ends. So I just grabbed, happened to grab a Squeeze album. Um, and it was uh, uh, Tempted is on it. it was, yeah, it's, uh, um, I forget the name of the album. Yeah. But um, so I, I, take, I take it home and I put it, you know, I file it away and forget about it. Well, this week I was sick, missed a couple of days of work. So I decided to go through and listen to some albums that I've never heard before that I have. Pulled out Squeeze, put it on. Oh, my gosh. It blew me away so good the talent the harmony and it's it's just it's just excellent music and i was i texted you this morning because i'm still riding this squeeze high <laughs> listening to them all day today I was, I was like hey i discovered a new band i'm really happy with them i, I just don't know how i was trying to figure out which album you got i can't remember which one it was it wasn't rg bargy no it's uh it's the one that came out in uh i think it came out in 81 it's not babylon and on um it's before that one you get uk squeeze is the first that's 1978 that's the one that's the first time i heard them it's not cradle to the grave it's not frank um why am i not seeing this album i don't know but it was a good one so um so anyway uh yeah squeeze tempted i knew i know that song because it got a lot of everybody knows that song but then uh except for you i'm surprised you know (laughs) there's there's so much other good stuff i mean i'm 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 a big fan 
Uh, East Side Stories, which that's you got. the one. Yeah, East Side, East Side Story is the one that's got uh, attempted on it. But um, anyway, Squeeze is such a great band, and um, yeah, why didn't you tell me about them before now? I mean, I just, I'm friends thirty I'm just, something years. I'm flabbergasted that you've never ever heard of. Squeeze. I just don't even understand how that's possible. You know, possible. I heard of them. I knew there was a band called Squeeze. Glenn Glenn Tilbrook is probably one of the greatest pop singers, and he's he's just so great. And and Chris Difford with his like low range, and they yeah really. Um, sort of complimented each other. They were just they were just so good. And then I told you earlier there was a uh, uh, Tilbrook and Difford or Different and Tilbrook. Yeah. They had their band that they did together. Yep, I saw um, a few of those albums. And then of course uh, I today. mentioned to you Jules Holland, who had the show later with Jules Holland. He was originally in the band, and uh, I think he played keyboard. Yeah, he played keyboard. And um, I mean, and of course Paul Carrick, who sings Tempted along with well three of them sing Tempted. Paul Carrick, yeah. Glenn Tilbrook, and Chris Difford's got a little bit in there. It's just they're such a good band. Um, it, Fun I, to listen to. Couple, sent you a couple of videos to watch. Yeah, good um, stuff. But uh, anyway, sorry, off off of a little, little yeah. rabbit trail here. But um, I just can't believe you've never heard Squeeze. Yeah, how's that possible? Well, it is. But you really are in that eighty percent, ninety percent of people that go, "Oh yeah, no tempted." I mean, that's all yeah. they know. Yeah, and I love it. It's a great song. I mean, anyway, let's talk about Revelers. What are Revelers? You know, Revel a lot of calls. Revelers? Yeah, Revelers. Revelers? Yeah, Revelers. Revels? Revelers without a cause? Revelers. Revelers kill DJ for playing boring music. (laughs) That's drastic. This happens in Nebby. Hang the DJ. What's Nebby? What's Nebby? Nebby, you know, over there. Okay. A senior three student, a senior three student of Parambo Secondary School. A senior three student of Parambo, I don't know what that means, secondary school who has been working as a part-time disc jockey, and they put in parentheses DJ, in case we didn't know that's what that's right, that meant. Right, DJ. In one of the disco halls in Aquaro Sub-County and Nebby District has been killed. That's terrible. The mob that killed Jerry Okiwath on Wednesday accused him of failing to play uh, failing to play their favorite music. They said, play the squeeze. <laughs> play Tempted. Uh, they said, play that funky music, white boy. And he went, What? <laughs> They killed this man. I'll just leave that there. We can't make fun of him. Mr. William Bob LaBeha. Billy Bob, really? (laughs) The Nebby uh, resident district commissioner blamed the management of the disco hall for failing to protect the budding DJ. He was just about to bloom. He was budding. (laughs) He probably was. As the head of security. I don't know how this guy talks. I think it's right. As the head of security, security in the district, I will no longer allow disco operators to conduct their business in the sub-county and anybody who defies the directive would be prosecuted he said all disco halls in all sub-counties must be closed because they are causing insecurity and redundancy among the youth and also no dancing redundancy he said also no dancing (laughs) dancing has been outlawed that goes for you too mr bacon (laughs) gotta cut loose he said that over five people have been killed in district Good in the grief. past week. Mr. I thought I was serious about my music. Mr. Bosco, if you were, you would have listened to Squeeze a long time ago. <laughs> Mr. Bosco Aquai, this isn't even a word, N-D-H-E-W, the NIHU <laughs> sub-county chairman uh, said that in 2011, they passed a bylaw that stopped the issuances, my this is hard, stopped the issuance of licenses to disco operators in the sub-county. We all wanted local leaders to report those who defy the bylaw. You Mr. better not Okwai be caught said. DJing over there. You get big trouble. Headline is man, age 34, 
wrecks home with axe after he thought his wife damaged his action figures. That's about all you have to say. <laughs> that headline alone. They should have said, grow up, man. Should, should have said, man, baby. I saw baby a video man. today of some guy taking a broom to a television set because Brady won the Super Bowl. It's, people, people, just calm down. Grow up. Did I mention how beautiful my screen looks yeah, on my you new did. TV? Madison, Wisconsin. A man was taken into custody in the Dane County Jail after the a Dane County <laughs> Jail. Dane County. And stay out of the Dane County Jail. The Dane County lockup. <laughs> uh, Stony Lonesome over there in Dane County. It's the big house. It's the uh, the pokey. Yeah. After yeah. accusing his wife of damaging his action figures, <laughs> the Stony Lonesome, the Gray Bar Motel, then he took an axe to damage the house, according to the police. The call came in about 10.03 p.m. to the west side of Madison for a domestic disturbance between a 46-year-old woman and her 34-year-old husband. That's about the difference between me and Lori. What's that? How many years would that be? Uh, what is that? Right. That's uh, 12. 12 yeah, years. Something, yeah, like something like that. She is a lot younger. Whatever. The husband called 911. Why do they call him that? He, I don't know. <laughs> they called him that. The husband called 911 on himself after using a log splitting axe to destroy a TV, a TV stand, laptop computer, and several items in the house. The man went inside, uh, went outside and smashed the family car, chopped off both side mirrors, and then struck the windshield so hard that the axe got stuck. He said he drank too much and overreacted. You think? You think that was a little overreaction there? Yeah, possibly. After he thought his wife had damaged some of his prized po- property, which were action figures. And the story doesn't state this, but I wonder what kind of action figures. That, what do you think they were? If they were... Either, either those Funko uh, Pop or whatever they're called, or... See, I was thinking more like the He-Man figures from the 80s. Well, I would think... No, I'm thinking if he's that, if he's that upset, he's 34... It's either the what are they called Funko Pop? What are the ones the pop? The, then they got the little key bears and the uh, that or any of the McFarlane any any of the any of the crazy uh, y- action figures action the ones you get like you see at Comic Cons and stuff like that. All we those, need a nap. We need something. It's time for the top ten. Oh, excuse me, Mark Patch. It's time for the Mark Patch. I've been out of practice for a week. Yeah, it's my fault. It's time. My, my bad. Time for the Mark Patch top ten. Got kind of a different one this week. Top 10 Weird Al Yankovic style parodies. According to, can we read this? Yeah. Please. According to Al, a uh, style parody is an original song intended to in, uh, imitate another artist's style without parodying, that's a hard word, parodying uh, any one particular song. Al has been open about which artist he tries to uh, imitate in a particular song. Uh, feel free to add to this list. If you do, pl- I'm not telling anybody. <laughs> <laughs> so Al, not only does he parody great songs, he parodies styles. Like he'll do a song like as if Michael Buble was doing it. Why would he do that? He's parodying the styles. So he does two, right. two types of parodies. He'll parody actual songs and then styles. So these are the top 10 Weird Al Yankovic style parodies. Which I don't even know most of these. Number 10, Frank's 2000 TV. Yep. Don't know that one. Uh, number nine, Mr. Popeye. Popeil? Mr. Popeil. Popeye. You sure it's not Ron Popeil? Chicken Popeye. I think it's Ron Popeil. It's Popeye. Number eight, Bob. Uh, Number seven. This is a bad list. Number seven of the top ten Weird Al Yankovic style parodies, CNR. Did you say Yankovic? Yankovic. Number six, Dare to be Stupid, like this list. don't, Don't tempt me, mister. Number five, Jackson Park Express. Number four of the top ten Weird Al Yankovic style parodies, Pancreas. Uh, number three. Uh, these don't explain what Top they are. Top ten Weird Al Yankovic style parodies. 
Craigslist. My list? Yeah, your list is number three. Number two, I'll sue you. What'd I do? Number one, Genius in France. That was the... I always say that this, that was the worst list ever. That truly was the worst list ever. <laughs> that comes to us from thetop10s.com. I, you know, I wouldn't feel free to add to this list. I wouldn't feel free to even talk about this list. I, I'm anxious now. I want to go back and check out some of the... Uh, Don't be anxious. Some of the Weird Al Yankovic style parodies. Yanka what? Yankovic. Yes, thank you. All right, well, I'd like to say it's good to be back, Ooh. but... Well, I guess it's good to be back. Yeah, it's good to be back. I'd say I missed you, Aaron, but I can't say I missed you. That's not how the joke is. Yeah, goes. I wouldn't say miss. Miss? Miss? Yes. <laughs> well, tell all your friends we really did come back. Sorry to disappoint everybody. Yes. There's a good chance we'll quit, though. You never know. There's a chance. All right. We're out of here. we got I, things to do. I'd like to say hello to uh, my pops, my mom, Alan. No, not Alan. I'm not saying hi to Alan. I will not fold under the pressure to start giving out greetings and salutations to everyone I know at the end of the show. Hey, Glenna. <laughs> not doing it. Hey, Ethan. What up, Eve? All right. We're done. See you, Tapper. We, the only one we didn't mention was Savannah, but Lori. Oh, no. She'll call right in the middle in just a minute. <laughs> hey, Adam. Went away over to Australia. Get us some shrimp on the baby. Chocolate thunder from down under. That's not a dessert. <laughs>